Are you suggesting a we have a special, special guest? guest? Wow. Shall we? Yeah. Shall we see who it is? Shall we see who it is? Okay. I don't believe it. Let's <laughs> get on the line. I'm Martin. I'm Orla. I'm Dodie. I'm Greta. And this is Sunday with Finn. Hello and welcome to the Sunday with Fizz podcast. We are four friends who started a band and we're on the lookout for the secret to life. This is our fortnightly podcast celebrating each song release, going a lot more in-depth and behind the scenes of creating it. On the previous podcast episode, we talked about our previous single, Hell of a Ride, the best bits of recording and writing it, and how ageing shouldn't feel like the end of the world. And since then, tickets for our UK headline tour went on sale. Yeah! <laughs> Come see us play. And this week, our newest single came out. Oh my God, we are unstoppable <laughs> with the singles. And it's called Close One. Let's go dancing, fall asleep in my room. Is this habit or something I shouldn't do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a close one. Martin, will you sum up this song in three words? I'm going to go mellow, vibing. Yeah. And oh, it's sick. <laughs> <laughs> Classic Martin. <laughs> this is the song on the album where you all are take the lead. What does it mean to you, I wonder? I think this song for me just reminds me of that person that maybe we all have in a different way, which is someone you reunite with at different points of your life and... Maybe you were together, maybe you weren't, but there's just always that little will they, won't they. And it kind of reminds me of that film Anne Hathaway is in, where the crazy thing happens at the end. <laughs> no spoilers. What's it called? Day one. One, one day. day. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, <laughs> day one. Close it kind one, of Greg. is, though. It's about your day one, isn't it? But I think in that film, Anne Hathaway and your man, can't think of his name, but Dexter, they reunite at different points of their life they don't know each other they come together they catch up every few years and every single time there's that like tension there it's so hot (laughs) (laughs) it is really hot hot. i think it's very steamy (laughs) i was saying like fuck it let's do it no just kidding no we shouldn't (laughs) let's go dancing no phew that was close as if you can't help yourself (laughs) i think the second verse is that we go careful (laughs) i also feel with this song even though it's my sort of character moment on the album i also feel like i can take absolutely no credit for the writing of it which i like but i think this is fully a martin song at its core yeah and so it's an honor to take the reins but i do feel like i'm channeling martin yeah when i sing it that's really funny martin how how did you start writing the song what was the intention what was the vibes paint us a picture let's go me, yeah me like when we were at middle farm i feel like we were all just at it in the daytime weren't we and then we'd have dinner and there would always be a bit of a kind of like are we gonna do more after dinner aren't we gonna do anything and i remember that that night it was like me and matt were just we were like let's just like go jam in the other room because after a long day of writing songs all i want to do after dinner is write more songs (laughs) only a bit of (laughs) we had loads of like really uppy all of us shouting kind of like queen harmony 
vibes and i think i kind of imagined us before we had written anything really having a bit of a like fleetwoody vibe mm-hmm. at some point so i think that was kind of like the intention with it two chords and like a nice groove and just like nice harmonies and stuff it felt like we were all like gravitating towards that sort of vibe but we were really struggling with it for a while it was labored i definitely remember yeah like pete the producer and wizard um really fighting for this one but mm. i always think that oh, yeah. if he hadn't that we could have just put it aside yeah. i would think i was fighting as well yeah no yeah. that's true i that's think true. i think like just process wise i think with everything else we throw up mics people would just play their instruments and it would be kind of vibey and thrown together even with the harmonies and stuff as well even from the get-go with this one i remember thinking it required like way more feng shui i think it took pete a second to like adjust to that as well didn't it Oh yeah. And that we we ended up going for a walk, I think. It was really late because I think we went to like go see the stars or something. Mm. And we like went up to the top of the hill and then Gret, you just stay behind, didn't you, with Pete and you put in the like guitar part, which I thought was amazing because I think in those moments where it's quiet, like that's where you offered the most, I think. Oh yeah, for sure. I think um making the album and it being so busy all the time was like definitely crucial in us like not overthinking it but I think close one was a really good opportunity for us to like slow everything down there's like not nearly as many parts or instruments on that song as the rest of the album we took it fairly slow compared to the to the rest of the album the only thing that isn't slow is Martin's piano part which is insane Yeah, it's a very minimal song on a very maximalist album, mm-hmm. mm. I think. And I, I don't think I understood the like importance of the place um, it would have until we made the album track list. Mm. I oh, think yeah. it felt like sort of an outlier to me in a way that I really liked. But I think when you hear the whole thing and my God, you're going to love it. <laughs> but it's a lot. Mm. It's like all in all the time, which I love. But I think in both a track list and a live set it's always nice to have a moment where you can take a breather Breathe. and yeah. not just have every space filled mm. Mm. what's nice about the album is that when we all sing together we're like going crazy and you know having like really nonsensical lyrics and we're just like chanting together but there are certain moments on the album when we do take the lead each verse like close one and there's a song called as good as it gets and even hell of a ride i think we do allow ourselves the opportunity to be really sincere and talk about things that are sort of important to us as well. Mm, true. There's like two sides of it. I mean, it's so hard to talk about songs that aren't out yet. I feel like I'm like, hmm. I want to say it. But there are definitely some like fantastical, psychedelic, a la High and Brighton. 700 ice creams in my face, Marine Parade, blah, blah, blah. And then this one, which is like, careful. <laughs> <laughs> Don't come any closer. Yeah. <laughs> I fear my emotions may take hold. <laughs> yeah. It's giving Pride and Prejudice, honestly. Ugh. Well. No, it's not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough, fair enough. I think it's my favourite song. Really? I love it. I would love us to do more like this one. Yeah. A soft jam. I was thinking it like showcases everyone really well. I was going to ask everyone, what is your favourite moment or lyric in the song? Ooh. Um, I really like the, um, what is that sound? The guru. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I think it's just really heavily treated vocals. Yeah. Martin's vocals, I think. Let me play it so we can hear it. Second verse. Here it is. Mm-hmm. 
That's Dodes, I yeah. think. And then in the outro, it's me. Yes. Oh, that makes sense. Why it changes tone. Ah, oh, delicious. Yeah, either those or the weird solo at the end that isn't quite a solo. Yeah. Yeah, I love that guitar solo. I think that tied it all together. You guys did it, didn't you? I think I did it. I, it could be one of them where like, I was like toiling it because I'm so shit. It took me so long to do it. <laughs> no. I probably, I think I recorded it and then maybe later on Pete or someone just played it instead. I don't know. I've got a feeling that might have happened. My favourite lyric is in the second verse where Paula says, Careful, don't come any closer. You should go home or stay on the sofa. Fuck, Fuck it. it. Yeah. Let's go dancing. It's, it's like so inching good. towards the idea of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, I, th- I think it like perfectly encapsulates like tension and will they, won't they so well. I love it. And I love the way you perform it as well. So good. So it feels like, it feels like I'm talking to you when you sing it. So good. Yeah. I think that second verse is my favorite too. I think I love all of the little pushes and changes that I didn't appreciate until we sang it live as well. The way most of the chorus go. And then there's the girls. <laughs> and just like all those little changes because there's so little going on in the chorus are just so nice but so understated which we are not being at any other point <laughs> in this album <laughs> yeah legit i also think the process of recording this was really special in my heart because mm. playing guitar has always been like really triggering and like stressful and like recording in a space has always been really challenging but your guitar playing is like the best part of the song. It's so good. Well, I th- thank you. That's really nice. But I think what was really nice about the, this whole process and the, definitely a testament to Pete Miles is how much space and time he gave me to like keep keep trying to get it right. Mm. And I think that was really nice to be trusted that I would get it right. It was just gonna. It was just gonna take some time because like singing, I know I can like do and I can, you know, I trust myself. to to be able to do that but playing guitar was always like oh, I don't know if I can do this as well as like oh no like I don't know if, why don't we just get Pete to do it mm. you know so easy to do that but I think the growth of like being confident to play in a studio and it ending up being on the record was like huge totally and it being so good and also like if anyone like no one else could play that guitar part like you yeah you like, play so weird man yeah you do weird things that no one else would think to do that's like what's so good about it I think I think creating that kind of space is something Pete is really good at. He's such a like holistic producer. It's not just about the gear, the microphones and the compressors. I think he actually cares very little about all of that. But what he does care about is like reading the room and now's a good time for a break and let's go late tonight, but not tomorrow. And yeah, things like that. We're all out on a walk, but I think, you know, he identified you needed the space to really get the guitar part right. So he'll sit with you. Mm. and do that and that's so different to the other songs that I think that's just yeah a testament to how Pete works and something we just benefited from so much on this song and across the whole thing was that kind of style of production that goes way beyond anything that happens in the computer it's way more of a people thing mm-hmm. I also love fronting this song but having not played anything on it makes me so like oh, yeah. 
I don't know. I feel for me the whole thing is like a trust fall back into you guys in a way that I that's so weird. You know, really I love. Oh my god, no. you're like a pop star. I know. I really feel like it. That's oh, yeah. why. Like I'm just like <laughs> oh, you guys, it? you guys got the track. Yeah, just run it. I'll do the vocal. <laughs> <laughs> Hit the track. <laughs> I'm just like I'm gonna pull up my limousine later and then do the vocal. <laughs> You've got me for a forty minutes back. <laughs> I really feel like that. Whereas with my project, because it is me, whether it's live or in a studio, I feel like I'm having to fire on all cylinders to get it done, take up loads of space, play the guitar part, do a little dance, do the vocals. <laughs> like I have to do all the things. Whereas I love about this song, I feel like it's a real like band moment for us where mm. I just do one thing and I can just focus on that. And that's so rare. I don't ever get that in any other part of my life. Mm. Wow, that's nice. I didn't realize that until now. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, I love it. Well, that's my favorite thing about it. Like, well, I never get to just sing. Sing, <laughs> sing it. Sing it. I, I don't know about you guys, but four people is feeling a little lonely to talk to. <laughs> Are you suggesting a we have a special, special guest? guest? Shall we see who it is? Shall we see who it is? Sure. Please welcome all his childhood hero, her father, the iconic Mick Garland. <laughs> No, absolutely. I don't believe it. (laughs) Hello. Hey. Hello, hello, hello. (laughs) How you doing, Luke? Hi, Orla. Hey, what's up, Dan? I can't believe I didn't ring you in advance to let you know you're going to be ambushed. <laughs> I love that you didn't. I didn't know this was happening. Mick, it's a pleasure to have you on our podcast. How are you? Uh, Jody, now you can get your own back on Orla for saying that you have a big arse. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you assume that I wrote that caption. <laughs> <laughs> wow what do you think about fizz i do it. i think it's brilliant i think it's brilliant that uh the four of you can get together and the fact that you are such good friends anyway but to get together to start something like this it's just fantastic oh, i love it oh that's so nice god did you ever think that i'd grow up and just be in dodie's kitchen i would i probably would have guessed it was going to be something to do with your friends with um, what? friends oh. all, all of us had good friends I, I must say ever since she was a little small thing there was always people around the house and there were always around orla so i suspect she was always going to end up doing something with friends so <laughs> you've turned on the waterworks oh darling well testament to you dad driving me to all the gigs oh that's so sweet um we do have a few questions for you oh let's embarrass her somehow absolutely what was all alike as a child are there any embarrassing stories Let me see now. Uh, she was always good at organising. I remember there was one stage um, we got rid of all of the kids, cousins and friends and whatever it was, and us adults were having a grand time downstairs. No sign of a child at all. Orla had them all up in the attic working away. And um, <laughs> yeah, well, we couldn't see them at all. And the next thing I remember Orla storming down. She was she was trying to get them to play. Uh, do you remember a game called Twister? Yeah. Yeah, yeah great game. I remember Orla came down and she was just storming and saying, Oh, for God's sake, they don't know their left from their right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
Marla, do you remember the time when um, she did a, a competition in work? And the competition was draw a picture of your dad at work. You did a picture of one of my colleagues picking my wallet. And you won 50 quid, which was a huge sum of money at the time. Whoever was involved in the job, they, they had to get the 50 quid to me. And they said to me, would your daughter like a professional um, picture shoot? We went down to a place in town in Camden Street and there was a, a hair and makeup person beforehand. And they straightened her hair really, really straight. And I wasn't a great pick. Do you remember the picture or that? It wasn't a nice picture at all. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> but it wasn't even. You didn't like it or But at the end of it, anyway, um, the, the people in the, in work, they said, can we use it on a financial end-of-year statement? And I said, go on, knock yourselves out. A couple of weeks later, they rang me up and they said, could, um, could we use this on the side of a billboard? Oh, and my God. What? Oh, no. Oh, do you remember this order? I do. What happened then was, instead of being an inch square, they, they, they blew this professional picture up into a picture about the same size as uh, the side of a house. It was enormous. <laughs> we didn't say anything to her until she came home steaming one day. Um, she'd been on a school tour. <laughs> and the whole bus apparently started to laugh. And they looked over to the right. And here's this picture, bigger than the bus itself, a double-decker bus. And who is it only our Orla? Oh. Wow, that is embarrassing. Oh, that was amazing. <laughs> God, well, I do remember that, yeah. That sounds like a pretty proud moment, but what's your proudest you've ever felt of Orla, Mick? Ooh, the proudest I'd be of Orla. I remember um, when Orla was, she was trying to start singing and she needed an audience and she wouldn't let me uh, go and see her. Uh, there, there was an open mic up in one of the local pubs. She was singing there, but I wasn't allowed to be there. So I did go, Orla, I'm afraid, but I was in the next room. I could hear Orla and she was doing a cover. I can't remember what she was covering. She was doing covers at the time. And it's a learned craft. You know, I remember being very proud of her there. Aww. But uh, I, I, there was an, one more moment, one more moment I must say I do remember really well uh, when she was leaving. Uh, all was quite smart. Well, she was smart, very smart. Um, but even then, even in the last year, she always knew that she wasn't going to go to college. What made me proud was she had this belief in herself that she was going to give it a go, that she was actually going to try and sing. I remember Orla saying, she said something like, I don't mind failing um, or something, something kind of, I don't mind failing, but I do mind the idea of not trying. Mm-hmm. And um, I would never have had the courage at that age to go for it. And she did. And... Uh, that was something else, I must say. Oh, thanks, Dad. Oh, okay, it's a good one. If you if you could, what advice would you tell your twenty eight year old self? Ooh. Oh, good question, Martin. Um, you know, people just have to live their own lives and make their own mistakes. Uh, advice. That, that if I was going to give any advice, it'd be just stop smoking as early as you can. Apart from that, give up the old cigarettes. Um, buy the bloody damn motorbike. I'd say. You know, I don't know how to <laughs> Yeah, lovely. Ola, do you want to ask Mick the last most important question of the whole interview? Oh, yeah. Interview? Sure thing. In your opinion, what is the secret to life? Oh, crikey. <laughs> um, I, uh, I don't have the secret to life. Um, what's the secret to life? But, um, I think you have it, Ola. And, and, and I think most of the people that you surround yourself have it. Um, just the ability to think of other people. I think you have it. And, and and your brother and sister have it as well, especially 
people, I won't say especially whom. That, that's probably a good thing. The secret to life. I think if you give, um, if you think of other people, even if it's only just listening or something like that, you get an awful lot back. You get a lot more back. Instead of um, me, 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 um, something for me, it's all about me. It's not that. Um, the secret to life is basically probably just helping other people. What I'm trying to say, it comes back to you. If you do something nice, they'll yeah. always come back to you. Yeah, that is true. That is so sweet. We definitely had a lot of tears rolling here. I would say sobbing. if that I would say if that is in me, it's because of you. Oh Yeah. So who knows the secret, but I think if you're kinda of thinking of somebody other than yourself, it really it makes you feel better. Yeah. Maybe that's the secret. That's oh, so let's go! <laughs> Thank you, Meg. Oh, thanks for doing this, Dad. What a nice surprise! See you later. Love you, Dad. Bye. 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 Okay, so something a little bit different this time to send you off. Uh, we asked you on Instagram for your romantic woes, and we are here to help. <laughs> Which one should we start with? Um, asked that um, someone asked how to have Riz a guy tried to dance with me and I went oh I'm dizzy and walked off help <laughs> <laughs> what's Riz like <laughs> like uh, like ch- charisma flirty uh, yeah yeah, yeah. pizzazz mm. pizzazz yeah <laughs> what's this what, what are you supposed to do here I think fake it till you make it is actually true mm. is it in this yeah. instance yeah what would a charismatic person do <laughs> do it oh. Oh. And maybe accept that everyone you think has it is is also faking exactly. it. I think the moment in life when you realise no one has a clue what they're doing and we're all just winging it in yeah. most aspects yeah. is very freeing. Yeah, wear a baseball cap backwards. Oh yeah, nice. <laughs> Change your name, wear a hat, go in the bathroom, stand like a rock star. <laughs> but you might have Riz. That's Riz, baby. That's Riz. I like the second one. Go on. I kissed a guy and I can't tell if he was bad or if I'm a lesbian. <laughs> You're, You're a lesbian. lesbian. <laughs> Next, I have a crush on my partner's girlfriend. No. Um, that's bad. Oh, damn. Wait, I have a crush on my partner's girlfriend. Wait, wait. So that's you. What? You? Uh-huh. Do you have a crush on you yourself? Mm. I have a crush on my partner's girlfriend. I, is your is it your business partner? That's what I reckon it is. Ah. Oh, well, go oh. for it. <laughs> Wear that back up and <laughs> change your name. Yeah, business will suffer eventually, but <laughs> sweet HR move from Martin there. <laughs> business will suffer. No, but... business will suffer. You know, you'll take the hit, but ultimately, <laughs> it's all about morale. Enjoy the crush. Just enjoy it. Yeah, just... This is a good one. How to overcome a non-reciprocal crush. Kisses from Brazil. Kisses right my, back. My... <laughs> I'd just like cut them out of your life. <gasps> really? Well, if it's an option, yeah. I just have the crush. It's no. fun. Uh, it's not. What if they're like stuck in your life, right? Imagine this situation. Like, we're lucky because I'm like with Gret, so I'd never fancy either of you two. <laughs> Makes me feel sick. <laughs> <laughs> To be perfectly clear, you disgust me. <laughs> but imagine, like, Im- imagine that, and just like, just having to like deal with that for like forever. Deal with it. Yeah, it I would, guess it, it might come shit. out in inappropriate ways. I don't know. I'd be open with it, and then just be like, you know where I stand. I don't think you can like someone for long enough where they don't like you back at all, right? 
don't yeah, know. Yeah, I think you can. I think you can. This is yeah. what I mean about cutting them off. By hanging out with them and choosing to hang out with them, all you're doing is stopping yourself from like another potential relationship. True. Oh, true. Well, you're well. just ba- yeah. You are though, aren't you? I don't. Know. I think you can have a crush and then fall for someone else. No, don't you? <laughs> I'm in love with you. <laughs> You heard it here first on the podcast. Yeah, I think it grows. I think it grows. I think if you like have a crush on someone and you're around them all the time, it just gets bigger. It doesn't just stay the same or shrink. I would just say make sure that you're not expecting anything. Like have the crush, but know what the boundaries are. And when that person dates someone else or doesn't give you the attention you want, you have no leg to stand on to be upset about it. Those are your own feelings. Deal with it. Well, <laughs> how to stop feeling bitter to an ex from miss care too much <sighs> therapy man yeah if you can yeah if it's accessible holding on to things is exhausting mm. isn't it yeah. our close one by fizz out now be be kind to yourself and yeah talk to someone do anything you can to get it off your off your mind and off your shoulders because carrying that stuff around will tire you right out and you deserve more than that i would say my partner has chosen Lego over me. <laughs> I have quite literally been replaced by a plastic brick. People who love Lego love Lego. Preach. Like, I'm not one of them. We all have our things we love. I can semi-relate to this. Because Martin loves Rocket League. Oh, yeah. Oh, with there the is, boys. With the boys. There is a song on the album dedicated to Rocket League that Martin sings. He loves it so much. And I think... Instead of seeing Lego as something that's a distraction to your partner, see it as a branch for you guys to connect over something and love each other more. Yeah, make him a Lego bouquet of flowers or something. Yeah, or play Lego with him. I think you should get into Connect. What's that? It's like an alternative to Lego. Just one-up him. Well, that was all horrible advice. Well done, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Don't listen to a word we say. Good luck out there. That's it from us. Don't forget to listen to Close One and tell us what you think. Unless you hate it, in which case, keep it to yourself. (laughs) And drop us a DM on Instagram at yourfavebandfizz. Drop us a tweet at favebandfizz and pre-order our album, The Secret Mm. to Life. Thank you for listening and join us next time as we continue to discover The Secret to Life.